Hi, my name is Francis. I'm Alex. And welcome to this week's episode of Two Friends in a Pod, a place for friends to catch up on all things movies, music, TV, and pop culture. This week we are, well, we watch Bridgerton season two. Like everyone else in the world. That's exactly like everyone else in the world. But first, a little K-drama update for you all. <laughs> so we're still watching Business Proposal. We're still watching 2521. And our hearts absolutely mush our minds. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was a moment last week where we just had to like pause and just reflect a little bit because um, of the episodes <laughs> that we had just watched. Yeah, I don't know how you're feeling about everything at the moment. Yeah, I wanted to check in with you because we're basically at we're at the finish line, very close. Oh so Ready the dramas <laughs> will be wrapping up next week. And then I think that one when we one of the things we said was we will have no purpose in life. There'll be nothing <laughs> driving us forward because these dramas have us in an absolute chokehold. Like absolute emotional. Emotional. Just <laughs> everything. Because I don't think it's been like this since maybe Crash Landing on You, like where we're so invested that every episode, like, we literally can't wait to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. And, of course, the two that we're watching at the moment are finishing on the same week. Uh, I think after this, after that week, we're going to have nothing to live for. <laughs> Not to be dramatic, but... <laughs> Not to be, we'll, be, we'll be empty husks with no drive, no passion, no motivation, no will to live. <laughs> I think if we start with business proposal, I think... That one has been a surprise hit for me. I think I started it with the with like very little intention. I guess I was just like, well, it kept appearing on my feed, and I was like, I'll just give it a go. Like whatever, mm-hmm. it's, it's only one or two episodes. I was like, oh, actually, it's quite enjoyable. I think it was only maybe episode three. Like I, I did enjoy episodes one and two, but I think episode three really like took it for me. I think there were certain <laughs> scenes in that one where I was just like, okay, this is absolute like comedy gold, rather than this just being like a good drama there was like there's like definitely moments where I was like okay this is and I think I'm specifically referring to the cockroach scene like that scene (laughs) (laughs) I think took it to a whole nother level of drama that I'm not seen in a while where it's just yeah absolute joy to to watch things like that because I think it's so I think they would you say that that was a creative scene I think it was an interesting play on like characters that we've seen so many times Mm. and maybe it's a classic trope as well like you know scared of cockroaches but I think they did it in a way that was just so funny but in very subtle ways and had me like like literally laughing out loud which it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't laughed in ages everyone I would agree. It's like the whole rich boy, poor girl romance, but done extremely well. Nothing's ever going to surprise you, but there will be like comedy moments that do. And the relationships that are formed, like you're so invested in it. Like Mm. this one we're watching separately because I think you started before and then, and then you told me to watch it and then I Mm. fell in love. And I literally wake up early in the mornings to watch the next episode. That's how (laughs) invested I am. She's committed. I'm so committed. But this one, you watched today's episode? Of course, girl. Oh I literally god. watched it at like 2 a.m. Oh my god, princess. <laughs> the hold this has over me. Honestly. So yesterday's episode had me dying. <laughs> Absolutely dying. I was having so much fun. Today's episode, yeah. I think, is less fun because it's just like I could see that it was building up on like some of the drama, like to Yeah that ending to like a climax I guess was just that the reveal of the relationship to the grandpa but I really enjoyed the orphanage scene even though I was like this is (laughs) (laughs) 
it was still like a nice like emotional yeah. moment um but yesterday's episode was absolute gold i just i love the whole like team dinner theme that was cute you know what he was like and then how yeah, we found out there was Daisy. Yeah. Yes. We found out there was Daisy. The drunk girl. Yeah. Yeah. The drunk girl was so funny. She's like, you're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. like side characters. Yeah. I thought that that yeah. was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I love how, I love, um, yeah. Se- was it, is it Se- Yejong and yeah. Secretary? <laughs> oh, yours all? I think. Yeah, and like the the secretary guy, mm-hmm. so cute. Oh my god, so the cute. I love her cousin when she was. You know, I don't have any chingu. Oh my god, I freaking <laughs> died at that. You know, I, I died at that chingu. Yes, specific line had me like rolling. <laughs> you know, I don't have chingu. And then when she was like matching her energy, she was like fighting girl, yeah. <laughs> girl fighting. <laughs> She's like, really? Really? Go fighting. She's like, fighting. Like, ah. <laughs> oh my god, that scene killed me. Yeah, that was so actually, funny. A whole episode, which is a film, is such a gold moment. Yeah. <laughs> comedy gold. Yeah, comedy gold. When she like great. went to the workplace, when the cousin went to the workplace to apologize to the secretary, mm-hmm. and then the grandpa came and she just like sprinted out of the <laughs> office. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. Too good. I actually yeah. love it. It's you know, so Ingu. <laughs> I just it like just kind of something like we would say. <laughs> you are my tomodachi. <laughs> and, oh my god, that girl was totally owning that scene. Like everything yeah. she was doing, she was like, uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not afraid to like go there. Which yeah. I really <laughs> it was one like I need to look pretty or anything, like, like ugly ugly yeah. faces so I really appreciated it she was acting everyone is acting that little yeah. yeah I loved it yeah cute <laughs> yeah I would definitely recommend it's like a short snappy drama mm. like all the conflicts get resolved in the episode like it doesn't drag on and I don't know it's just like done so well I'm so impressed by this one. <laughs> Me too. I think it's quickly kind of taken like a top spot. Not quite the top, but like it's in that in that top area of K-dramas for me. I think just the pure happiness it brings. Um, it's got really great pacing, as you've said, yeah. which I really appreciate. And something that I think has been lacking from dramas for a while, in my opinion. And also really good chemistry. So like mm. the two, so the main like, leads as well they have great chemistry but also the side characters have really really strong chemistry and i guess that shouldn't be a surprise but it really does like make that drama like whole like the writing is good the pacing is good the story is good and the, the acting is good so i love it all and i'm like totally lapping it all up i'm like when i'm watching it i'm like literally like giggling to myself <laughs> they're so cute yeah cute and it's like genuinely funny yeah. And then on the flip side of things, we have 2521, which I think is just <laughs> getting stronger and stronger, bringing the emotional stakes. And oh this my one, God. we are watching it together. And Alice, let me tell you, like every week it's so hard because yeah. I don't have to wait a week to watch it. <laughs> and I would never break that sacred vow, but oh my gosh, girl, it's hard. <laughs> so hard, especially because I'm getting like 
you know, with like TikTok, Instagram and stuff, they know what we're watching as well. So it's really yeah. hard. I have a feeling, and I've already told you this, that the week, this week's episodes, we haven't, which we haven't watched yet, are going to be really intense emotionally. So I'm like not ready because seriously, at the end of last week, we basically finished all the characters' arcs except for that main one that we've been like, that's sort of the mystery um, relationship, I guess. So, like, at the end of last week, I think we were all just, like, dreading the next four <laughs> episodes that were to come just because you just knew that something was going to happen. Like, the thing that yeah. we sort of, like, I think we were talking about it, like, offline, but it, it was a, like, oh, what do we think was going to happen? And it was like, oh, I don't think anything good can happen from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just didn't feel like a happy ending. And I have a feeling that that's actually, like, coming into light now. So I'm not, like, looking forward to it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think this drama, at first, when it started, we were just like, what is this? Like, mm. let's be honest, we're watching it for the plot where the plot equals Nam Joo Hyuk. <laughs> But slowly it's developed and as much as the I love the romance, like the side stories are also super compelling. Like a mm. student who like stands up to a teacher and like finds different paths of following her mm. dreams and like, you know, second lead like romances and family dynamics, mother-daughter relationships. Like it's all so strong. And like the sports element of it as well is very compelling because they're competitive fences, like professionals. Yeah. And I think you can tell this is like, has all those other elements on top of the romance because just Ryan as well, somehow he is committed to this as much <laughs> as us. When we're watching, he's sitting his ass right next to us. He's actually <laughs> watching and not just fiddling away at his computer. <laughs> yeah, this one really hits a spot, I think, for a lot of people, even if you aren't, I guess, familiar with the K-drama genre. It has, yeah, I think the whole aspect, especially of the sport part, and all the little like friendship side plots and everything. It's like the cute little side moments that happened during your teens in a period of time where things weren't going great for most people. So it's like having those little lights and, you know, almost reminiscent of like, yeah, the teenage innocence, <laughs> adolescence, <laughs> all those sorts of words. So I think like it's relatable in that respect as well. And it's very cute. So we're enjoying it. But also, yeah, I don't know. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Well, I mean, next week you can hear us whether we're crying. Maybe we're crying, throwing off. Um, there will definitely be crying. I will be bringing some tissues. We were struggling to not cry. I was struggling to not cry the last. I welled up definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the scene where um, yeah, the student who was like standing up for herself, where she had the emotional scene with her mom. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm trying. So so hard right now my eyes are like so watery <laughs> i think like you just so had three much. people just furiously <laughs> blinking <laughs> like don't look at each other <laughs> i was not making eye contact <laughs> uh yes cool. it was a moment yes. so just as a quick update both dramas going super strong yeah are going to emotionally wreck us in different ways <laughs> so we'll let you know once they finish whether the ending you know, met our expectations yeah. and all that. But these are just two really strong dramas that, like, have captured yeah. our hearts very recently. Yeah, I think it's been a while since we've been this invested, as you said. Yeah. Um, there have been good ones, but these have been especially, especially good. Especially good. <laughs> a whole nother level. <laughs> Neck level drama. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, what else have we been watching? So I think you mentioned Fresh, which is a movie that's available on Disney Plus at the moment, and it stars Buck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Um, it's basically a tale of modern life dating. And I guess in a way it is horror for the young modern woman now of, you know, finding yourself attracted and dating someone who you think is like really good and then having all your worst fears of being, you know, trapped in a situation where you can't get out being met. I think it's playing, really playing on that. And in addition, I think he has unusual appetite for human flesh. (laughs) (laughs) When you watch it, you'll find out there's like more to it, I guess, than that. Yeah, okay. it's basically like being confined in an area and finding yourself stuck in, <laughs> in a situation, which confirms all your worst fears about meeting strangers, I suppose. Oh, stranger <laughs> like, danger. <laughs> stranger danger is real. <laughs> so really like playing on that in like a very like modern, very relatable setting, I guess. I think there's a scene where she is talking to her friend about this person and then her friend asks, does this person have an Instagram? And mm. um, she replies, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't, like, have any, like, social media or anything. And then her best friend was just like, what? Like, as if. And, like, that is exactly the kind of, like, reaction that I would have if someone tells me that someone that they're seeing doesn't have social media. I'm like, mm, that's a red flag. <laughs> that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't you have social media? Like, literally yeah. everyone has that. Obviously, like, we know people have their own reasons for having so, but I think it does, like, raise like yeah. questions when um something that we just see so like as socially acceptable and I think in like situations like that like you would just wouldn't know where to even start if someone doesn't have social media right you're like but how am I supposed to check up on you <laughs> yeah exactly like how am I supposed to know where you are like it's all those like fears I think that especially women have about meeting people about like being left alone at night like it's all those playing on all those little things where it's like you know unfortunately it's hard to feel safe yeah (laughs) like it's just an unfortunate aspect I suppose so it's like well don't say about that but basically (laughs) basically it plays into that (laughs) yeah would you say it's a good movie did you enjoy it I enjoyed it I for sure enjoyed it is it the best cannibal movie I've ever seen maybe not (laughs) there's no army hammer in it (laughs) (laughs) you definitely don't believe that he actually you know the actor anyway um but they have like scenes where they do eat like flesh, I guess, just like a, a warning on that, I guess, if that makes you queasy. There are mm. certain scenes. It's not to the extent of like Hannibal or anything, but yeah, just warning on that if that makes you like feel uncomfortable. I guess mm. if you, if that makes me feel uncomfortable, maybe this isn't the movie for you. You probably <laughs> <laughs> would know that. Um, yeah. But I definitely like enjoyed it. I think it was very interesting. It was also interesting as well, like um, that Disney platform is just getting all sorts of things on it now, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, when I read the plot, I haven't watched it yet, but when I read the plot, it kind of gave me Jennifer's body, like promising young woman type of vibe. Mm. Like that's what I was expecting. Mm. I'd say, yeah, potentially. Mm. It's, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, let's just say it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's making it easier for herself. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like it's definitely a story of survival, yeah. trying to survive in a situation yeah. which feels very dire. Yeah. Mm. No, I would definitely, like, recommend everything. It's, like, but I think it's just more confronting, like, the, like thematically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I will have to watch even though I am scared. I don't think you should be scared. I think, okay. yeah. It should be okay. It's more like it is scary rather than you'll be scared. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting, like when you have more like women screenwriters and directors, like the type of stories they tell. 
Yeah, tale stories mm-hmm. that are true to mm, true to life. Interestingly, yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> As a woman watching it, you'll be like those fears <laughs> that you yeah. had. Yeah, like being that being represented on screen in like a very extreme way. Yeah, like a yeah, like an elevated sort of mm. yeah. yeah. It's like all those TikToks where someone like their friend is going meeting like a guy from Tinder or something, and then mm. like a friend just like sits at another table dressed as a guy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if that makes you feel safe, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also want to relate it to a story. So a friend recently went on a date and. I instantly Instagrammed that person. I instantly, like, looked them up on Facebook. I'm like, all right, you're good. <laughs> like, just in case, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah I would that's do the that. thing. We don't have to do things like that. But 100%, they're totally valid. And the fact that your mind goes there in the first place is like, well, that says more about you than me, to be honest. <laughs> it's like I would be on their LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. I'd be like, all right, I know exactly what they, they look like, screenshots. <laughs> yeah. So in case they delete their profile, I know <laughs> what they look like. like. I'll create a whole dossier on them. <laughs> and you'd be surprised by the amount of people who are not on private. <laughs> you'd be surprised at how easy it is to find people as well, just by like matching different accounts. Yeah. Like when you find them on Instagram, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. one's safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for good reason, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For research. Yeah. But yes, it's an interesting story for sure. Mm, okay, well, I will check it out. I guess um, on the other movie front, uh, the Academy Awards just passed, but both of us are doing a lot of catching up with the movies. I think a mix <laughs> of things, like Australia tends to get things later. Mm. There was the whole COVID situation, if you remember that. Mm, it's still going on. <laughs> it's <laughs> not over yet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm over it. So 2020, but it is what but it I is. But I just, I drained all my hand sanitizer. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Don't I was worry. Like, it's there's, over. there's plenty on shelf. <laughs> no, thank God. So, yeah, we're doing a lot of catching up. Well, one of the things I did watch was Dune. Oh, my goodness. Dune. I think one of the ones I was like most keen for as a yeah. Denny stan as well, Timothee stan, Zendaya mm-hmm. stan. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. I can't lie. It's really good. Interesting. It's like a space epic exactly what you expect sort of star warsy but less mm. like fun different aliens and like the <laughs> star wars removing like the more kitty aspects i guess mm-hmm. but it's very much like the movie is part one so it's pretty simple plot like it's very much just you're introducing the world the characters and the political intrigue and like you know the different houses of the empire are like warring over this resource called spice and it's like doing all the setup but it was still really good I was mm. on the edge of my seat. I was like, scared. <laughs> <laughs> and it won a lot of like technical awards at the mm. Oscars. So I'm assuming like it just looked and felt like really polished as well. Called yeah, the sound team. Yeah. Mm, okay. like, it just like made the desert look so beautiful, but so scary and so mm. threatening and uninhabitable. And, like, I think one of the things a lot of people are saying is, like, you got to watch this on the big screen, like, mm, yeah, which part sure. of it is just, like, soaking in the, the visuals. Yeah. So I did manage to find one session, like, at 8.15 p.m. in the city. So that's how mm. I watched it. And Excellent. let me say, it was beautiful, like, the seat and the sound, like, rumbling as people are, like, flying in the spaceships and running away from that giant sandworm. I was like, damn, this is good. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and on a side note, since we're talking about June, what did you think about Timothee Chalamet and also Zendaya's outfits at the Oscars? Oh, Tim- oh shirtless Timothee. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about in a sequin uh, jacket. <laughs> Which was bringing it. <laughs> Apparently that jacket is from the women's collection. I can't remember what designer, oh. but it's actually like I think a tailored women's jacket, like tailored for him, sorry. Oh. A sequin jacket. Um, yeah, no shirt. That's a choice that he pulls off. choice. I think it's not the first time he's done it. Really? Or am I imagining things? I'm I'm sure he he wore something similar to the the Met. Not something similar, but he was it meshy? Maybe it was like mesh. mesh? I think it's like a similar silhouette, maybe. But I love the energy he brings to all his uh, red carpet. Let me just look at the picture again (laughs) for research. (laughs) Just for research. Just really zooming in to check Mm -hmm. out the different aspects of the outfit. Mm Hmm. Mm. Do you approve? He looked good. Yeah, he, looked he does good. always look yeah. good. You know what? He has just incredible energy, I think, no matter what he wears. And there's just a certain aura about him, I think, that transcends what he's wearing. Like, <laughs> he, he wears the outfit for sure. Um, yeah. And then Zendaya with, I think she's wearing Valentino. So the two-piece, which I think people have been sort of divided about by because it is quite a demure look. It looks a bit casual in mm-hmm. a way. In a way, yeah. Yeah, and silky. Yeah. Like, it's all very luxurious pieces. Mm -hmm. I think people saying it's reminiscent of a a look that Sharon Stone wore. I don't know what year, but it's like an homage to that almost. But she always looks incredible, so. I'm looking at the Sharon Stone one. Yes, I do see that. But she looks amazing, so. Always looks amazing. If you put it on Zendaya, it will look good. (laughs) And that's a guarantee, for sure. (laughs) 100% money-back guarantee. (laughs) She can not do anything wrong, I think. Um, she's untouchable at this moment. And I want to, I think I've likened her to Beyonce before, but I also yeah. want to add Rihanna to that list. Oh my um, God, those yeah. three are absolutely untouchable in terms Our of anything queens. they can do. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolute fashion queens. Yeah. She was not in the movie for long, but mm-hmm. she didn't make an impact. Yeah. I do good. think it seems like she'll be in the movie more for the, for the sequels. It was very much the Timothee show in Love Dune that. Part 1. He was very good. The whole Oscar Isaac, let me tell you, he looked he looked good. <laughs> he looked good. Like, did the movie look good or did the actors look good? <laughs> I was like, because uh, he plays Timothy, who's Paul, Paul's dad. Mm. I was like, he was dad, but he was also daddy. <laughs> Love that. Just serving both. Love a guy who can do both. <laughs> yes. But anyway, apart from the looks, yes, it was great. But like the actual story was very engaging. <laughs> very much like, you know, the different houses warring over spice. So it's like the, there's this colonial aspect as well. I did kind of, because like there are people who like live on the, the this planet where spice comes from and they've had their planet ravaged by other people. Like it's, it's colonialism. Mm-hmm. But then Paul, Timothy's character is like, I can save you. And I'm like, damn, this is mad white savior. But I can't help that it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I would definitely recommend it's like a long movie, but it builds on suspense so well. I was just on the edge of my seat. I was like, when is this sandworm going to appear? I'm so scared. Every time someone steps on sand, I'm like, but there's a worm. Please <laughs> be careful. Yeah. It's a space epic. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sci fi. It's done well. Yeah. <laughs> Love that, like a true sci-fi. Yeah, love that. I'm very keen to watch June. I guess on on top of our list for what to watch 
this year, which we haven't actually um, said anything about, but also Coda because it won Best Picture. So I guess we have to watch it now. <laughs> I also really want to watch Drive My Car, which is mm-hmm. the international one. And then I really want to watch Power of the Dog for Kiki. Power of the Dog, yeah, for sure. And Kiki, yes. Yeah. But there was a few things that kind of came out of it. That, um, Sorry, the Oscars. Um, yes. That made me want to watch more. Mm-hmm. And then there was a slap, but we won't say anything. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that will go down in history for sure. (gasps) It was. I did laugh. (laughs) It's wild. How can you not laugh? It's wild. Absolutely wild. I can't believe. Well, we'll see what happens next year. Whether the Oscars will be streamed live anymore. I just want to have a plexiglass screen so no one from the audience can go. Honestly, I'm sure the ratings went up. So we're going to be mad about that. I'm not sure. They are struggling with ratings. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe they need things like this. They need controversy because mm-hmm. everything's been quite safe. Not not condoning the slap, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Shall we talk about Bridgerton? <laughs> season two, the long-awaited season two. So this season focuses on Anthony, I'm the oldest Anthony. Bridgerton, the Viscount Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Lord Bridgerton. <laughs> oh my God. Are you an extra? <laughs> oh God. Shonda, call me. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to ask you, yeah. what were your thoughts just like very quickly, like on season one? Did you really enjoy it? Like, I thought how it did was, you feel about it? Season one was so fun and just like frivolous, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is so nothing. <laughs> this is just people going to balls and I think because the relationship part of um Bridgerton Mm. which is about like you know definitely exploring her sexuality like finding herself in her marriage there's so much emphasis on that that we just got so much like be honest like we just got a lot of like sex scenes basically right and like that's basically what like the second half of season one is it's just her like having fun (laughs) (laughs) she's um she's learning about she's getting a sex education yeah exactly like literally learning about how babies are made. <laughs> There's just like so much of that that you just like, I guess this is what it is. Like, and you just like, you just like let yourself like enjoy those moments because it's just like, yeah. this is all it is. Whereas I yeah. think for this one, it's just, it's more of like of a love story. Mm. And I think me, the, there's a lot more like drama regarding like the whole whistle down aspect of it. Whereas like in the first season, everyone's just like, oh, whistle down, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, we get that really, that, a reveal at the end of season one of like who it is and yeah. this one is that whistle down trying to keep her identity and I guess yeah. like adds more like a, of that side plot maybe mm. I think I was I think it's a different vibe this season yeah I think I still enjoyed it like I still mm. had fun it was just not as like the as the first season yeah I think the first season was just like la-di-da <laughs> just <laughs> like it just didn't feel like there was like any high impact it was just mm. fun whereas this one like it got a little bit more serious because you have Anthony who feels like he has to, it's his duty to like marry and then similarly we get introduced to the shamas so what are their names Edwina and eight eight and then they also like come come in with a sense of duty so it's a bit more of a serious tone mm, I think. yeah and then the intimacy and like those scenes that we like expected from season one we didn't get as many of them or like they were just done differently i mm. think so it's like almost like a it felt like a more serious move maybe and i think it was sort of fitting for the story though yeah 
So I still enjoyed it. I definitely still enjoyed it as well, but I didn't find it as like watchable as season one, mm-hmm. I think. Because yeah, season one, you could just turn on and I think no thoughts, just watch. <laughs> Absolutely no, no thoughts just for no thoughts. Whereas this one, I really, I don't know, I just couldn't binge it as much. I was sort of mm-hmm. like taking a break and like doing other things. So I don't know. I think, and I found the the side plots maybe not as engaging and mm. potentially that's because like from season one I had certain expectations like I just want a frothy romance yeah I'm here to see that whereas all the intrigue of the Featheringtons and Penelope like trying to hide herself and then the queen trying to figure out who it is and Eloise and her little printing boy flirtation <laughs> like all the random side plots I was I felt maybe took away from the romance or at least mm. the romance wasn't as big of a focus as it was in season one mm-hmm. so potentially I think because of that I was just sort of like not as obsessed with it as I was mm-hmm. in season one yeah I think um yeah like it was just a different it felt like a different feel which I think it was to be expected mm-hmm. um considering they're like different focuses because as you said like the um each book focuses on a different Bridgerton mm-hmm. I think yeah. yeah like this one definitely felt more serious no I still liked it yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just not the same. <laughs> it's kind of like hard to put them together um, when they're not the same thing almost. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're still like them going to balls. Yeah. It just feels more serious because it's just like, I think in the first one, it's much more fast paced in that establishing the romance and them getting married. Like, it's just yeah. like, this is all it is. Whereas there's so many more like factors coming in. So you get the Featheringtons with the the cousin coming in and like taking control of the house. And them trying to like him or keep the money within the family. Yeah, they'll be coming scammers. Yeah, yeah, they actually did. Yeah, scammer season, everyone. Uh- <laughs> Even back in Regency days, there were scammers. <laughs> and then we do see less of the, the siblings as well, except mm. for the second oldest brother. We see a bit more of him, but like, and 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 Eloise, of course. Um, mm. but Daphne kind of really takes a step back. They only really use her in maybe one or two episodes to kind of forward that the suspicion of Anthony like forward, like the fact that he actually really liked Kate over Edwina. They gave her a better fringe though. <laughs> like she's married, she's allowed to have a decent fringe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it would have been nice to have seen the Duke make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like even in one episode because they showed the baby and he's very clearly his baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like so biracial. <laughs> So brown baby, yeah, <laughs> beautiful curly hair, but yeah, it's yeah. like very clearly like his. And then the fact that he's missing, I think, definitely was lacking. Yeah, I don't know. I still like it. Yeah, it's a shame because he obviously didn't return for second season. Mm-hmm. But if he did, maybe he could have just popped his head in, and be like, "Hey, yeah." I'm I think like, honestly, a cameo would have been nice and like a little nod to that first season and kind of like helping to tie those seasons, I guess. Um, yeah. Even though they're the same family. I did like the romance between Kate and Anthony. In a, way, in a way, I think it was hard because you could see that he clearly did really like Edwina as well, just in a different way. Yes. And I think that that was the part where it's like, oh, I was I was actually like not sure <laughs> like whether he would actually just get married to Edwina and he would he seemed like he would be happy as well. <laughs> it gave me kind of like Pride and prejudice vibes, him mm-hmm. and Kate, because a lot of it is because of the whole situation where he's supposed to get married to her sister, Edwina, like they can't do anything. And obviously if they had kissed or done something more, you would have judged him because that's terrible to do to Edwina Mm -hmm. in 
and you would have judged Kate as well. So their romance is very much just like hidden glances and like mm-hmm. hand just brush fingers brushing each other <laughs> and like the electricity crackles and it's like ah it's so tense and it's a lot of those sort of moments mm-hmm. yeah that's building on I, I guess they're trying to get across there's so much like chemistry there that yeah. when they're in the room oh together it's just like Ooh. it's electric it's but electric. sure there's so many like almost kisses where I'm like yeah. oh my god guys just kiss do it <laughs> just like freaking do it they just um, <laughs> they have their faces like really close to each other yeah. and they're just like breathing heavily I'm like just do it like speaking into each other's mouths <laughs> they look like a like birds feeding each other. I'm just like, fuck, just do it. Like I know you want to. <laughs> yeah. But they actually changed a lot from the book. So in mm. the book, there's like no, nothing between Edwina and Anthony. Oh. Like, even though they're introduced and, he, and then people are like, oh, maybe you can marry her. Just from mm. the beginning, there's like no chemistry and she's clearly mm. interested in another guy. And they don't mm. even get to the point where, like in the in the show, they literally go to the altar. Like they're literally going to get married. That's mm. how far it comes. Whereas in the book, yeah, there's just nothing going on from the get-go. Mm. It's like very much it's going to be Kate and Anthony. He doesn't very have like, any sort of flirtation. And Edwina mm. has no interest in him either. Like more like transactional like relationship. Mm. I think I would have preferred that, to be honest. I think it would sell the whole Kate and Anthony story better, even though like mm. they like they weren't successful in doing that. But I think it definitely would have set it up to be like uh, – they're going to get together anyway because like we kind of know that they're going to get together mm. but I think it's not like super established in the beginning because Edwina does get along with Anthony and she actually like says that she does like love him at one stage yeah. because he like stood up for their family yeah so I think like if they had taken that away maybe it would help you want them to get together where I was kind of like you guys have gone this far you're not gonna be that unhappy <laughs> <laughs> if this goes on like, yeah, so they added like that sister love triangle, which wasn't yeah. in the book. So in the mm. yeah, in the book is I think it's more she like Kate's just like I don't want to get married. Like I just mm. saves marriage, but then like that attraction to Anthony grows. And one mm. of the reasons they might have changed that is because in the book they get caught in a compromising position, mm. and then they're forced into marriage because I guess that's what happened during those days. But that's mm-hmm. like the exact repeat of like the season one yeah. plot where like Daphne and like mm. what's his name get caught so maybe they duke. just wanted to avoid that the duke yeah and do it like a different plot line yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean I feel like you could have done that in another way like get them mm. together through other means but not necessarily introduce like a sister love triangle because I'm like how yeah it just felt like a bit weird because like they're so close yet they like fighting over this like one guy and then obviously mm-hmm. one sister's gonna win and they just yeah. had to like make make it so that Edwina was like okay with it mm. and there, I feel like it's hard to be okay with that like so quickly <laughs> right you literally were standing at the altar literally yeah. like yeah. about to say I do ready. like yeah. she was ready to do it and, so, like in front of everyone yeah so yeah. I feel like it was, that part was a little bit hard to swallow maybe in terms mm-hmm. of storyline but the chemistry was definitely there between Anthony and Kate. And so Kate was from sex education. Are you serious? Oh, yes. I yeah. know who she is. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so okay, strange okay. because I think in sex education, she's very much a teen girl. Mm. And this one, she's only like 26, but she very much presents herself as like an adult. So yeah. I almost like couldn't differentiate between the yeah. two people. So she's a good, great actress. <laughs> <laughs> she's good at her job. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Yeah. 
What did you think about the Penelope, Eloise, Printer Boy, that whole saga? So basically, Eloise is trying to do her darn best to find out who Lady Whistledown is, not knowing it's her best friend. And then she goes to a printer shop and then meets a boy who just loves reading and is a feminist ally. So they're mm-hmm. like, start thinking about radical thoughts like women being That's independent right. together. Yeah. <laughs> radical, insane. Yeah. Indeed. I think it, it's fitting with Eloise's character. I think we've kind of established that she's like different from the family. She doesn't really like prescribe to the ideals of women at that point in time. So it's like nice to see her have that like additional plot, I think, mm-hmm. rather than her just being like the grumpy younger sister or something. <laughs> yeah. In terms of Penelope, I think she's, she comes out looking awful at the end of season two. Yes. Like just a direct product of family truly him mother's daughter i guess you want to say yeah and it doesn't make her look that good whereas in like season one you're kind of like oh it's kind of like that gossip girl kind of thing just like just repeating what people are saying mm-hmm. having fun it's like poking fun at basically what's expected of women at this point in age so it's kind of like in line with what eloise's thoughts mm. In season two just becomes more of this like no I need to establish myself as like a dominant voice in the society mm-hmm. all whilst like keeping my identity secret because it would be harming to my image in case I do but also she's like riding on this high that she is like this like well sought after writer that everyone mm-hmm. sort of like looks forward to and like puts on a pedestal so she's always defending Lady Whistledown whenever people say something bad about her mm-hmm. well, in her writing and then she will, like, basically trample all over Eloise um, at the end of season two just to keep her identity. And yeah. at that point, you're kind of like, is it worth it? Like, <laughs> is it worth it? What are you getting it's out strange. of it? Yeah, as well, because in the books, the money she makes, she helps her family. So then there's that, that sort of sympathetic element mm-hmm. where they're like, because her family is in financial strife, so, you know, they're kind of, in this desperate situation where this is the only way they can make money, blah, 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 blah. But in this show, clearly, they just show her, like, hiding it away. So it's not actually, like, that motivation isn't there either. They're not setting Mm. that up as, I have to do this writing, even if Mm. it hurts my friend, because it's what's keeping my family fed and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a very selfish act, which I think does add to her character. And to be honest, if she gave that money to her family, I wouldn't believe it, because her mother is so awful to her. (laughs) Her mother, yeah. Her mother and her siblings don't deserve it, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest. And, and they don't treat her, like, great as well. Yeah. So I probably don't mind that she's kept the money for herself. I think it's just kind of I – don't, I think it because she's so unlikable, it kind of, like, it's almost disappointing at the end of season two because you're kind of like, oh, like, I was expecting it to be, like, all happy-go-lucky, but mm. I'm left feeling, like, happy but also a bit conflicted about Lady Whistledown in general. Yeah, and I wonder yeah. if they revealed the mystery too early because I don't know how they – I don't know what they're going to do for, like, the rest of mm-hmm. the seasons. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll just be her still, like, struggling to keep that in secret, I guess. Yeah. Whether, like, everyone will find out about Lady Whistledown and it'll be, like, a gossip girl reveal. Mm. Someone's, like, typing on his computer. <laughs> like, it was you who betrayed us all along. Yeah. Um, what about – um? How do you feel about Penelope and Colin? Do you feel chemistry there? <laughs> poor Penelope. <laughs> poor, poor Penelope. 
I think like there's genuine friendship. I think Colin's just a bit of a dummy, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> he's truly showing that he's a teen boy. Um, <laughs> you know, like he's he's got this genuine friendship with Penelope, but he's like, I would never date her. They do. Like, yeah. Be yeah, in the books they do end up together. But right now I literally can't see those two actors together. They seem so just tonic. tonic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because like he's shown like no interest in her. Mm. Like he pursued other women. And then even when he talks to Penelope, he just like isn't any hint that there could be anything more from his side. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said, like with other shows, like you need to kind of establish those things through like visual medium on the TV show because like how am I supposed to know otherwise that there is like emotion there because I can't just yeah. like I can't read your mind like <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be telling me the story right yeah oh yeah because we know clearly that she's like she's been in love with him for like a long time mm. you know she keeps writing to him she's always talking about him so yeah who knows but I can't see it Maybe they'll change the actor for Colin. <laughs> I doubt it. It's been two seasons. He's the problem. <laughs> and I will say also it was really nice to um, see. Um, it's strange too because I think we've described Bridgerton as being like colorblind for the most part yeah. in British society, but it did introduce some diversities in terms of the Sharma sisters because they're very much from India and they brought like their traditions and even like the nicknames they were giving each other were like derived from Hindu I think Um, and then I think there was also like a pre-wedding ceremony I forget what it's called yeah Um, they have like the turmeric paste and then you see them making chai like the traditional way so I thought that was really nice that instead of just like casting people and being like they're from India and that's Mm. it like actually adding these scenes to build on Mm. their identity and show that Mm. integrating it into society yeah yeah Yeah. I thought that was really nice yeah yeah good job Shonda yeah that was that was a good way of doing it because it just just establishes that they are just from that culture Mm. making it look like they're also others as well in terms of society because they very much fit in they know exactly what's of them yeah still being able to integrate that yeah and I think also their costumes like it was sort of replicating the traditional British dress but the fabrics and stuff were incorporating Mm -hmm. you know their own culture as well so I thought that was like a clever way of yeah Yeah. putting that adding that yeah and they were still wearing like dresses that were typical of that society it's just yeah in the colors and the fabrics um, and the jewelry as well mm, yeah so incorporating those little elements which adds something to to the um to the characters yeah no that, i think those are really well done subtle but intent maybe the next girl will be asian i mean there was, asian. Yeah, so. there was an asian girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> Come back, <laughs> East Asia. Yeah. So season three. Mm. Who is the star of season three? So that's the thing, because Shonda has now come out and said they might not follow the order of the book, so they might switch it up a bit. So mm. technically, it should be Benedict Artist Boy, which I think mm. also on the internet, like you know, I feel like with the first season, all those questions like, "Oh, could he be gay?" Because mm. I feel like there was a bit of like subtext there where. He could mm. be. <laughs> Just the interactions we had, we had and the people he hung out with. 
but technically he mm. should get with like a girl who's like poor and a servant girl or something like it's Cinderella's story mm-hmm. but now I'm not sure because has said we might not follow the order of the books mm. interesting yeah okay because I felt like they were setting up the back brother the artist's mm. brother there was a lot more of him in this season even in season one we were getting like you know snippets of his life outside the family yeah the only other person i can probably think of would just be eloise to be honest that's the only other character that we've kind of really centered on i feel like it's either or colin colin favorite colin yeah see how easy it is to forget about (laughs) we were just talking about him (laughs) or maybe yeah maybe colin and then maybe that would like tie in that penelope story Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who would you rather see? I feel like I'd rather see artist Benedict. I think his story would be more interesting mm. because we've been seeing so many little things of him and his life outside the family seems very fun. Um, to be honest, like he, and I think there was a, a plot in this particular season where he really wanted to go to an art school and then he found out at the end that he got in, but it's only due to like a donation that anthony had provided to the school that secured it. nepotism so i mean mm. yes if you have the means to <laughs> he's just Let's like that real. girl who got in and did the fake rolling pictures olivia jade <laughs> but is he olivia jade or painted. we actually painted <laughs> he's actually an artist that's artist. just a little bit of a donation just you know made sure that he stayed an artist so we saw a bit of that. So I, in my head, I was like, oh, it must be his story because we've just seen mm. so much of him. And it, what we see of him isn't tied with the main plot as well. So they're definitely setting up something there. Mm. Yeah, so There's a scene where he, he's at the artist studio and he's painted that like nude model. And mm-hmm. then the other artists around him go, oh, actually, you're good at painting. And they show the painting. I was like, is he? <laughs> So yeah, maybe that's the twist. Maybe the twist is that he's not very good he at it. Sucks. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> you can't watch it. Go to that episode again. Look at the painting he that he produced. I was like, mm. <laughs> maybe uh, um, abstract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just don't understand it. I just don't have the eye for art. <laughs> You're not an artiste. Artiste. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, like in the books. Anthony is like terrified of bees. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that plot line? Yes, he still is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much more ridiculous in the in the book, I think, because he's like he just thinks a bee sting will like end your life. I guess mm-hmm. because he saw his dad die mm-hmm. from a bee sting. But it's just so funny because it's like a a bee sting. Yes, I mean, what else is he supposed to be afraid of? I don't know. It's have some sort of vulnerability. Bees. <laughs> yeah. So in the books, he's like, because it's so it's so much sillier because he's like, my dad died when he was this age from a bee sting. And now he's like convinced he's also going to die at that age. Not necessarily by a bee sting, but he's just like convinced he's going to die at like 35 mm. or something. That's why he's like, there's no point in falling in love because I'm just going to die in like a couple of years. Mm, I mean. I'm glad they took that out because it was just stupid i think it's also is that because of um the period of time that they're living in 35 is like kind of old not old but like 
there, you know. <laughs> no, you have Lady Danbury. Seems Asian. <laughs> just like that's true. Yeah. yeah, Queen, I guess, is like fairly old as well. Mm. Did you have any standout moments in this season that made you laugh, or did, that you just particularly like? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling. I think I might have mentioned them all already. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Told you it's blank here. <laughs> There's nothing happening. <laughs> the electrons are not firing. <laughs> I can't really think of anything. I can't really think of yeah, anything I, I need think, to be awful. Yeah, nothing really, really stand out. I think it was just more the moments between Kate and Anthony where like they almost kiss and I'm just like please just do it. <laughs> Oh, I did yeah. laugh when they, they finally had sex and it was literally outside. Yeah. I was like, like girl. Like, better. go inside. <laughs> You're literally on concrete. It was forbidden. But the way to do it inside. But they literally just, like, slept outside. So tired, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go inside. <laughs> You're literally Dude, outside. Daphne also do that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> just, I think, easier to hide outside because their house is so big. I mean, and when the grounds are so big and, like, there's lots of hidden places, I guess. They were on, like, a patio. Like, a gardener could have just walled stop. But they didn't, okay? <laughs> I was just like, please go inside. <laughs> I was just constantly anxious for them. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just the, maybe the funniest bits were just whenever they had, like, those long gazing stairs. Mm each other and it's like are you all seeing this <laughs> like is I no think, one else seeing this <laughs> i think i'm edrina like um sums up perfectly at her wedding she was just mm. like oh my god was i that blind <laughs> <laughs> yes you were <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's just that like just the the scenes between them because there's no like physical interaction because mm. they're trying setting it up as like this is chemistry this is like love without mm. the even without the physical because I think like mm. we've seen Anthony like when we we're first introduced to Anthony in the first season like we see him in um, a compromising position with a woman right already so we've yeah. already established that like the physical is can be met <laughs> through a other dog. <laughs> yeah it can be met through other means like yeah. he doesn't need a wife for that yeah Whereas I guess on the flip side, like someone like Daphne would need a husband for that because it's just mm. what society deems like appropriate, right? That's true. So I think that's like another aspect of it that the physical isn't really met until they're like, they've confessed their attraction basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then obviously all the corny lines of being like, every time I knew you, I just can't <laughs> help myself. And I'm just like, what? He's but, like, you're my greatest torment. Yes. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about you, my every yeah. waking moment. Like, those are the lines that we wanted, I think. Yeah. Like, those are the, the scenes that we've been expecting. So, in a way, I'm, like, drawing up, but I'm also, like, but also, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I asked for this. <laughs> yeah. Should really be <laughs> going to Anthony and being, like, you are my biggest torment. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's the part that also got me like remind like that uh, that reminded me of like Pride or Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when he's just like in, standing in the rain and just like I can't stop thinking about you. 
I, I ardently <laughs> love you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, and he's just being so cruel because he loves her so much, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> just fun jokes. Just, just fun mad, things. He's just mad at himself. It's not yeah. nothing to do with you. It's just me. <laughs> he's just like, I can't open myself up to love because it hurts so much. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Get a grip. Uh, but yeah. Uh, no, that was yeah. good fun. It was still good fun. Yeah. Despite everything. It was and then, very fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's always nice. I think just like part of it as well, just like looking at the costumes and the balls and how ornate everything is. Mm-hmm. Like the queen's hair is always on point. Like mm-hmm. just seeing that as well is fun to watch, I think. Yeah. It's so different to what's on TV right now. Yeah, true. I would say the music-wise, mm-hmm. um, also – yeah, I think we had said that there were the good songs like Rihanna, Material Girl, but I don't mm. think that I enjoyed the music or didn't stand out as much as like the first season. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it was the first season they really got some of the best covers, like that um, songs that instantly grip you rather than mm. songs that have a great chorus. Because then when you do like the verse or the lead up to the song, you don't really you don't instantly recognize it. Mm. Until I think it's like, chorus. Last time they had like Wilder Streams, which is such mm. a perfect song to adapt to like a mm. string quartet or something. And I think mm. for this this season, like sometimes I didn't even notice that it was a pop song. And then I, I'd look at the subs and it'd be like, you ought to know. And I was like, oh, oh I didn't realize. Like it just, yeah. it melded into the scene and it wasn't very iconic. Yeah. I think it would which was a shame. It'd be nice to have more of those scenes where it's just music and dance or something like mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the music. Uh, to enjoy those, yeah, those moments. Mm. Because, it, yeah, it was fun to, see, like, imagine what those songs would sound like, but when you were actually watching it, they didn't stand out mm. that much, which was mm. a shame. It was. But I'm still excited for season three. Mm. We'll definitely be watching it. And I wonder what they're going to do for some of the younger kids. Like, I guess yeah, they're just like... I haven't really the- been introduced to them that much. We've mm. just sort of seen them be the little child and I guess it's kind of weird too because I'll have to grow up quite a bit before have to we see them yeah, yeah before we see them in a in a season um mm. with their main character because at the moment they're very much like little children and it's like I don't want to see a romance with a little child like no thank you yeah <laughs> do you know do you want to know what happens to Eloise's character in the books uh <laughs> who saved that for but okay <laughs> it, it is great so Great. I wonder if they no, it's not. So I wonder uh, if they'll change it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, Indeed. I think I'm deliberately avoiding the books. I think I'm just yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that. I mean, they're definitely adding so much. Like all the Featherington side plot, cousin Jack. Like that's all just mm-hmm. little extra bits. They're so. just like fleshing it out. I think. Yeah, exactly, because otherwise it would literally just be the romance. And then mm. everyone else wouldn't have anything else to do during when it's not about them. Yeah. I like that's fine too. We can have like mm. shorter seasons, but more of them. This one felt as well a bit somehow long, too long in some mm-hmm. ways. But also maybe because like the romance was so drawn out that yeah. maybe it felt like it dragged on a bit. Yeah, I think um, we don't get into what we expected until maybe halfway through the season. Yeah, because before then it's kind of like just little interactions and very much setting up like the little sister as well into society. Yeah, and it, 
like we said before, I think because the Little Sisters storyline is so defined and like it literally goes to marriage, you're just sort of like, well, what can they do? They're going to get married. Mm. Yeah. Edwina. Edwina. Kate. Kate. She was supposed to be like the sassy, like, I ride horses and I talk back to men. <laughs> and Anthony's like, what? I've never been spoken like this to like this before. Definitely we'll be catching season three, no doubt about that. You can count on it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've already started filming. Yeah. Yes, it's been renewed for season three and four. Two and four. Mm. And Shonda said she has eight season plan eight seasons planned for each of the siblings. Interesting. Well, we know mm. Shonda can do a long series. Shonda does not give up. <laughs> Great anatomy. When will that when will that end? Never. <laughs> I can't believe it's still like God, 18 seasons. People really love it though. You know Ellen Pompeo is just making bank. Oh, of course she is. She is set for life. Like literally doesn't have to do any other work. No, she is just Meredith Grey from now on. <laughs> That's who she's probably confused. Who am I? <laughs> she wakes up like, am I Meredith? Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? I did in the beginning and then I stopped when it be- started to become more like drama driven rather than mental mm. driven. I think for me at that period of time, which is probably like at the start, like when we were in primary school, I think, or early high school. Yeah, I think early high school. At that point in time, I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I think if I had to pick it up again now, I may yeah. enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. Knowing exactly what um, the series involves, I think. Just, mm. just like, you know, the drama behind the scenes of a hospital. If you were to set it up like that, maybe it would sell it a little bit better. But at the time, I think the first season is very just medical drama driven. So, like, mm. All patients coming into the hospital um, and then th- them treating them and that sort of thing. So basically what it's evolved into is just, I think, something a little bit different, which I think mm. has its own charm. I just I, I just never, like, picked it up again. I reckon I probably might enjoy it at this point in time. I've heard, like, lots of good things about it. They're just, like, absolutely, like, cliffhanger, like, that sort mm. of. Um, and I know there's a lot of, like, relationship drama, like, deaths. Mm that sort of stuff kind of happening all in this one little hospital so yeah i know a lot of people have a lot of affection for this show yeah i just never watched i remember this whole era of like gray's anatomy and there was like also a house but mm-hmm. i never watched any of those medical dramas uh, okay. i watched house mm. and now there's like well like how many seasons 18 i'm never there's 393 episodes i'm never going to uh, do this i think i could i just i just know it's not for me <laughs> It's too far gone. Yeah, I think so. You'd, you'd spend a lot of time just like trying to watch it and ca- mm. like get up to date. Well, good for Shonda. No, she's doing great things at the moment. <laughs> she's living her best life. Love it for her. Yeah. So next week, been shot. Yeah. So yeah, happy to watch it if you are. It is coming a... out today. Is it? I think I vaguely remember seeing 30th, which is today. Ah, oh, 31st. Yeah. First, so tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. so coming out on the 31st. No, coming 30th. 
Okay. Out now. Is that on so. binge? It's on um, um, Disney. Oh, really? Hey. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong one, wrong one. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. All good. Uh, <laughs> I think it's HBO. It's on, it's on binge. Yep. Yeah. Soon, so Walt and Sophie joined forces on to reunite with their significant others. All right, so Moonshot sci-fi fantasy with uh, Lara Condor. What's one of name? the sweet life of Zach and Cody? Zach and or oh. Cody? <laughs> I can't tell the part. Lana Condor. Sorry, I called her Lara. Mm. Cole. Cole Sprouse. Okay, cool. okay. So not the one. Oh wait, so it is the one that was in Riverdale. It's him. <laughs> Yes. Okay, Riverdale boy. Riverdale Boyle in um to all the boys. What's Dylan been up to? I believe that he has opened up his own brewery in America. Oh really? <laughs> oh my god, we should go. Dylan did after we collided. But he wasn't Why? a main Yeah. He wasn't a main person. Maybe he just needed a check. I think he's been doing a lot of acting. Mm, not as much as Cole. Yeah, so he opened up a meadery in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, Wherever in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, yes. Whereas yeah. I guess Cole has been doing a lot more acting. Mm. AKA Riverdale. Yes. And he was in that movie Five Feet Apart. That's all right. Which I didn't watch. Yeah. It's, it's extremely <laughs> fine. It's literally just fine. I I could guess what kind of movie it was and yeah. it was enough. Yeah. yeah. But Moonshot, I think the thing that caught my eye was Lana Condor, who we saw from Two of the Boys. Mm-hmm. They're always excited to see what she's up to. But it's like a romance in space. Love, love for her. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. And then also in the coming weeks, you might have another special guest on. Ooh. A familiar voice. Maybe jo- <laughs> returning to join us. <laughs> I know that I know he has many fans. <laughs> us two included. Yes, we're his, <laughs> we're his number one, of course. <laughs> no one is a bigger fan of him than us. <laughs> so I look forward to that. Mm. It was odd today because we this is the for- first time we've recorded in daylight. <laughs> the sun, I'm melting. It's like this is so strange. <laughs> the vibe is so different. <laughs> We're not like whispering while everyone else in the house is wearing us sleeping. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch up with you again next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.